Hello and welcome to the Irish Fire Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Halton. I'm an entrepreneur, investor, and financial independence enthusiast, sharing my financial freedom journey. Stay tuned and welcome aboard. On today's episode, we're going to discuss the various legal loopholes, if you like, of deductions that will typically result in you getting money out of your company in a tax-free manner. In some cases, these are deductions which you simply wouldn't be able to take as a PAYE earner. So there's a few advantages to having a company when it comes to being able to make deductions, which ultimately decrease your overall tax liability. So knowing these can be pretty helpful. But before we crack on to today's episode, I thought I'd share a little story that happened to me today. So I was at the toy shop with my three sons, and that was fine. I basically said, yep, grab your pocket money and away we go. I've even got a two-year-old, so even he has his own pocket money, yet he doesn't fully understand how that works yet. He just calls it gold. But we were at the toy shop, and my middle child had to go to the toilet, so I brought him first to the toilet. And I was talking to another father who had four sons. As my five-year-old came out, he left his money in the toilet, so he quickly said, I'll just run back and get my money. And the father said something along the lines of, oh, what? Your kids are bringing their own money to buy toys? And I kind of looked at him and said, yeah, mate, that's certainly something I wouldn't be paying for. And I think it's an interesting concept. So we're very much about getting our kids to work for their own pocket money. And then when they get that money, if they want to or decide to, we pretty much let them spend any way that they want. And it's very much this mindset of we kind of want them to make those mistakes. We figure the sooner that they make those money mistakes, then the less likely they are to make them in their early 20s, which most of us would do. And also they kind of see reward for what they're saving. So today my middle child was there and he wanted to buy a toy that was 18 euros. He only had 10 euros. So he had the decision to either buy another toy or hold off and save more money to get the big toy. And he normally would hold off, but today he actually decided to buy another toy. But the point is, is I wasn't going to go and help him out or bail him out. And what we've noticed is that our kids tend to be far less kind of beggy, if you like, than other kids. And what I mean by that is that they're not sort of, please, daddy, can I have this? Please, please, please. Because they know that our response is going to be, well, if you want it, earn your own pocket money and you can have it. So it's just a little bit of a mindset shift that we kind of have. And it's partly because we simply don't have the money to keep bringing them to the toy shop and buying them toys because we're putting so much money into our investments. But at the same time, I think it's a healthier way to bring up the kids. And the funny thing is, when my wife today asked, oh, who wants to do the vacuuming? All three of them ran out as quick as they could to try and grab the vacuum cleaner because they knew that by doing that job, it was going to earn them some pocket money, which would allow them then to spend it as they wish. On to today's topic anyway. So what I want to cover today is some of the legal deductions that you can make when you own your own corporation. Because I know I've got international listeners on the podcast, I will initially cover ones that should be universal, which you should be able to apply no matter which country you live in. And then I'll finish on some of the interesting Irish ones. And by all means, you can listen into them because they are quite unique to Ireland in the sense that they're not really available in many other countries. So the most obvious one when you have your own corporation is that you can claim mileage rates. And these rates are usually set by the tax department. They tend to differ depending on the size engine that your car has. 
but they kick in initially at at least 37 cents per kilometer and up to 44 cents per kilometer depending on your engine size. The nice thing about these is it costs a lot less in actual petrol when you use them than if you were to use actual petrol rates. And the reason for this is because the tax department is basically saying, well, look, we're going to account for depreciation and tax and other costs such as insurance on your vehicles and so on, which is fair enough. But they're a great way to get cash from your company into your hand directly. So basically, if you use your personal vehicle for work, so let's say that you need to go to a business meeting or if you need to maybe do a delivery or something along those lines, then you're able to record the distance that you've traveled and claim that back on a per kilometer basis at those rates. So if you just Google revenue mileage rates, you'll see that it comes up. Your own country should have its own rates depending on where you live, but it's a great way, particularly if you're in a business where you travel a lot, then that could be super helpful. So I know of one particular business where she makes balloons and she delivers the balloons to the customers. So that's a perfect example where she can claim those mileage rates. And even if she's not taking anything out of that business per se, the mileage rates will certainly help put a little bit of cash in her hand. So it can be a fantastic way to not only reduce your company's or business's tax liability, but also get tax-free cash into your hand through that. If you're running the business from home, then there is a string of deductions that you can make. particularly. Most businesses are going to be needing to use the internet or have internet access. So in most cases, you can deduct 100% of the internet bill. You can also deduct a percentage of the electricity bill, depending on how much electricity the business uses or how much space it uses in your house. So if your business takes up one room in your house, you might be able to say that uses 20% of the electricity. So you can claim 20% of the electricity back as a deduction. Likewise, your phone bill. If you have a landline phone that your business uses, you've probably got a case to actually say that you can get 100% deduction on that because particularly if it's a specific business line, alternatively, if you're using your mobile phone for business, then that's a good deduction to make as well. What I'd recommend you do there is probably have an unlimited calls plan or something like that so that you don't have to worry about specifying which calls were business and which were personal. And that would be a good argument to say that you could claim 100% of that cost uh, and that also goes for when you're buying equipment, right? So when you're buying a computer and when you're buying a new phone, anything related to the business, it can be a business expense. It doesn't have to be something that you pay for personally because the business wouldn't function without those things. I would say it would be very simple to put a case together that that could be a business expense. And you might be saying, I'm using terms like you could put a case or you could make the point. And that's because we live in a self-assessed tax system. So unless you're audited, there isn't actually anybody checking this. It's up to you as a taxpayer to put your own case together and actually say, right, I think it's this because. And in many cases, even if you're audited, it's an opinion. It's your opinion versus the revenues in this case. So obviously stick within the boundaries, check with your accountant as much as you can on these things, make sure that they're happy. My accountant will often come back to me and say, you could probably do that, Michael. Or, yeah, it's a little bit of a gray area, but you could try it. And I typically go on the side of caution with that. Unless he's 100% happy, I typically won't do it. And then there has been times where he might come back and say, look, I just don't know. And in that case, I'll actually reach out to a tax specialist and pay him to get a decision. So I'm very strict on myself. I'm making sure I've got clarity on this stuff. 
and I always go on the side of caution when it comes to some of these decisions, it is a self-assessed system. So you just need to make a case to so that that could be a legal deduction. You, know, you don't need to be cheating the system, so to speak. These are all legal deductions. But you just need to make sure that you do make a case. You do get separate legal advice. As always, I don't know you. So you know, everybody's situation is different. You know, make sure that you run it by at least somebody before you make the deduction or check it with somebody, ideally a professional. But I'm just trying to put out there that these are here. And the idea as well of this is to try and show you the difference again between owning a corporation or having a business versus having a job where you don't get a lot of these tax advantages. Because these deductions have a massive difference come the end of the year when it comes to actually how much tax you pay. So a silent deduction is depreciation. And this is a real good one because this seems to reduce my tax bill each and every year. And it doesn't even feel like a real expense, but obviously, I mean, it is. Whenever you buy equipment for your business, initially that equipment goes into your asset column, right? So you typically can't expense it straight away. Now, there are some countries such as Australia where if it's under $1,000, you can expense it straight away. And I think that those tax systems are fantastic. Unfortunately, we don't have such luxuries in Ireland. They will allow us to depreciate an asset over eight years typically. But what that means is that any assets you have, each year you can make that 12.5% appreciation deduction. And again, it's one of those ones which can be great because you don't necessarily notice it until it actually is made. So it certainly is a good one to look into. So certainly make sure you look into that. If you want to know what assets your business has, simply look in the balance sheet in the asset column. And that will tell you. So you'll probably find it'll be things like your computer, your mobile phone, any other equipment that your business uses, which isn't an expense when you bought it, that will fall into that category. The other big one then that you can claim, and in the Irish context, particularly if you're renting, is a portion of the actual rent cost. So I gave the example earlier of using a room, which is 20% of the electricity cost. Well, in this case, you could also deduct 20% of the actual rent. So if you were paying €1,000 per month in rent, then you'd get €200 back as a deduction, which is obviously a huge benefit when it comes to actually reducing the amount of rent that you personally pay. In some countries, you can also deduct the interest from your mortgage. In Ireland, unfortunately, due to the capital gains tax, we need to be a little bit careful if you're doing this, because you may find that when you actually sell the house, you'll be subject to capital gains for that 20% in this case. So I would advise that you check with your accountant if you can deduct your mortgage interest. But certainly if you can, it would be a great deduction to be able to make. They're the main ones that at least also apply internationally. And now I'm going to cover a couple of obscure ones that are unique somewhat to Ireland. Now these might be available in your country as well. So by all means, check with your accountant. The first one, which is one of my favorites, is the tax-free voucher allowance. So this is basically a gift to either a director in the company or an employee, and it's a tax-free voucher up to the value of 500 euros. And in Ireland, there is plenty of opportunities to buy vouchers through stores. So you can't give cash, but you could give, say, a one-to-all voucher or something like that. Now, I did check with my accountant. I actually own a couple of companies, and he wasn't so sure if you can give a voucher unless you're taking a wage out of the company. Again, this is where he kind of asked me to err on the side of caution. So in this case, I haven't done it for each of the companies I have. But I certainly do it for my main company where I get a wage out of. So check with your accountant if in doubt. If your partner is a director as well, 
or say they are employed through the business as well, then they're also entitled to one. So that could be a thousand euros. I normally just get a voucher from Smith's Toys Superstore and it basically pays for our Christmas presents for the year. And the nice thing about getting one from them is that there's no fees charged. So it's literally a 500 euro voucher, which we use. But obviously just be careful with those vouchers because in some cases if you lose them, it is the same as losing 500 euros in cash. So just be careful. And you can purchase that voucher once a year. It needs to be a one-time purchase. So you can't break it up into smaller purchases. So yeah, just keep that in mind when you're doing it. That you need to make sure that the voucher company allows you to get one voucher up to 500 euros in value. There is also entertainment expenses. Now this is actually one that applies for companies outside of Ireland. Ireland, unfortunately, I think too many company directors took advantage of the entertainment expenses. They no longer offer it. So in some countries you can actually get deductions for a restaurant meal if you bring a client out. Or if you, say, throw a Christmas party, then you can get a partial deduction. That doesn't exist in Ireland anymore, unfortunately. But it is available in other countries. So certainly do your research on that because that can be a great way to get legal deductions when it comes to actually entertaining your clients or employees or so on. The final deduction that I want to go through is the civil servant rates. And for me, this is a real Irish specialty. And basically how this works is when you go traveling or when you travel for business, you would normally, in most countries, you would keep any actual receipts of things like food and travel and hotel bills and things like that. Really anything, normally when you go traveling, pretty much everything is deductible. Unless you go on some sort of crazy wild night, you know, drink up a storm. Typically any sort of travel, hotel bills, meals, drinks and so on are fully deductible. But that can be quite cumbersome. It can be quite annoying and then you've got to ask for the receipt every time and that can be hard, particularly if you're in a non-English speaking country. So what revenue have allowed business owners to do use this special thing called the civil servant rate which is effectively a rate that they give to any government employee. And basically they say, right, well, if we're going to offer this to a government employee, then we better pass it on to any business owners as well. What it basically does is instead of recording your accommodation cost and or your food and drink cost and any other related costs when it comes to the food side and the accommodation side, you can use the civil servant rate as well. And even if you're in a case where your accommodation is paid for, or maybe you're staying with somebody for free, then you can still use the rate. You can just use what's called the reduced rate. As long as you're traveling more than 50 kilometers from your place of business, then you can use these rates. And there's even a five hour rate and a 10 hour rate. So even if you're not going overnight, you can still use the rates. And so the normal rate, if you are staying overnight somewhere in Ireland, is 147 euros. And the reduced rate is 132 euros. And you can use these rates up to 14 nights away traveling if you go for up to 28 nights then you can use a slightly lower rate and then you've got the the lower rates for the time so if you're away between 5 and 10 hours then the rate's 14 euros and if it's between 10 hours but less than a day or less than overnight you get a deduction of just under 34 euro so that's for if you're in Ireland right 147 euros if you go overnight okay which is fantastic so your job then is to get a hotel for cheaper than 147 euros. And then to also make sure that your food bill is less than that to use that rate. And anything that you make in the middle is a tax-free deduction that you can make. So this is gonna sound terrible, 
But when I go away, I typically try and stay at a hostel for like 20 euros and try and claim that rate because it's a great way for me to get money out of the company into my hand tax-free. And some people might say, geez, Mike, you're 35, you're staying at a hostel. Well, when you've got three kids, even a night's sleep in a hostel is going to be better than what I normally get. So that's kind of my argument. And secondly, I'm usually up with clients so late, by the time I get to bed, it's two or three in the morning, and I'm up at seven o'clock to catch a train back home. So it's very much a case where I figure, right, well, for actually the value that I'm getting in terms of how many hours I'm going to be sleeping, it really is irrelevant where I stay, and I may as well make the most of the deduction that I get. So that's one of the ways that I do it. Now, if you're traveling overseas, there's actually better rates than that, that depending on the country that you go to. And revenue's actually broken it down, and they've listed not only the country, but also in some cases the city where you're traveling to, to give a certain rate for that, depending on the cost of living of that area. It's a really hard document to find. So I'm going to link this as well as the civil servant rates in the show notes so that you can go and get that directly. And you can actually start having a look and see if it's going to be possible for you to use some of these rates next time that you travel. But they are a fantastic way to legally get money out of your company tax-free by being a little bit more frugal when you do business travel than you may do otherwise. And just on a note on that, if you do need to spend money for travel, such as airlines or train tickets or anything like that, they are still deductible when you use the civil servant rate. So the civil servant rate is there for the accommodation and the food expenses, effectively. You can kind of just look at these numbers and kind of do the math and then work out what's going to be the better system to use. And again, I've been sort of piping on about this for the last few episodes, but this is again one of the advantages of having a corporation. It allows you to make these deductions. You don't get these deductions when you're a PAYE earner. The deductions that you do get is you get what we all get, which is you get the 20% deduction off your medical expenses, which can be great. So if you're not taking advantage of those, please make sure you are. You can claim those back up to four years, but that's about it. So in terms of having a corporation, there's so much more. And that has a massive impact because it's literally income, expenses, which includes all those deductions, and then you pay tax on that balance. And so it does have a big impact on your overall tax liability. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. As always, if you've got any questions on this, do reach out to me at michael at playingwithfire.ie and I look forward to catching you on the next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you're a big fan of the show, why not become an Irish Fire podcast member for free? Members receive access to inside information that isn't shared on the podcast, as well as regular updates such as the monthly newsletter. To become a member, visit www.firepodcast.ie.